but it's all about you. Touch lives tonight. Heal people tonight. Let there be deliverance tonight. Let there be breakthrough tonight. Let nobody live here the same way they have walked in. Do what only the God in your class can do. And take all the glory in the name of Jesus. And Satan will rebuke you. Out of our mind, we'll rebuke you. Out of this place, we'll rebuke you. We say you will not interfere with what God has for his children tonight. In the name of Jesus, Father, we'll bless you. we honor you. Holy Spirit, have it your way. Take control. Let your name be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. If you believe in that prayer, I like firebrand people. Hallelujah firebrand people. This is the season that we are in now. You don't have to be quiet. I said if you believe in that prayer, let your amen be the loudest. Amen. Pastor Larry, I said if you believe that, let your amen be the loudest. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory and honor be unto you. Thank you, Jesus. The theme of our fasting this month is titled Beholding the Lamp. Behold, you can take a seat for a few minutes. Then after that, we'll pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Beholding the lamp. In the book of John chapter 1 verse 29, I just need you to help me here. John chapter 1 verse number 29. You can bring out your Bible as we read. Hallelujah. John chapter 1, verse number 29. Brother Retemi. Okay. Praise the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. He said, the next day, John saw Jesus coming towards him and said, behold, the lamp of God who takes away the sin of the world. The lamp of God who takes away the sins of the Lord. I am just, I'm just prophesying upon somebody here tonight. Whatever is not of God, whatever is not part of your destiny, whatever is not part of what God has called you to do here on this planet Earth, it shall be taken away out of your life in the name of Jesus. I said it shall be taken away out of your life in the name of Jesus. He said the next day, John saw Jesus coming towards him and said, Behold, another translation says, Look, the lamp of God who takes away the sins of the world. There are two key words that I want us to look at as we go into prayer tonight. Number one is behold. Our daddy said we are not going to say behold, but we're going to say beholding, which means it's a continuous thing. Hallelujah. You're going to help me out here. Beholding and the lamp. So what does it mean to behold? What is beholding? Beholding means fixing your eyes upon something. It means fixing your attention upon something or someone. And in this particular scripture, the Bible made it clear, behold who? The lamp. Another word for behold, it means to look. 
It's amazing how many people are looking and they are not seeing. That is why we're going to take it a little bit deeper. Behold means to see. In the life that we are in, in the season that we are in, there's a lot of things that are happening that are taking the attention of Christians. There are a lot of things that are happening now that are causing a lot of distraction in the body of Christ. There are a lot of things that are happening now that even we, we are in a state of confusion. Before we think we get it all together, another thing happens. But I strongly believe that the theme of this month fasting is to redirect our attention to the one thing and the one thing that matters the most, which is the lamp of God. As Bible says, it is the lamp of God that taketh away the sin of the world. Behold, the lamp of God. Now, who is this lamp? I know most of the time we can just quickly say it's Jesus Christ. But if we really know who this lamp of God is, as we come into the house of the Lord or wherever we go, we shall manifest really who this lamp is. Because we are quick to say he's our father, he's Jesus Christ. I'm in the righteousness of God. But if you really know who this your father is, who this God is, wherever you go, you become an image of who this person is. You say that you know. The lamp of God. The Bible says in the book of, I believe in the book of Revelation chapter 13. Revelation chapter 13 verse 8. The Bible calls him the lamp that was slain before the foundation of the world. Now, as you read that scripture, he said, all who dwell on the earth will worship him, whose names have not been written in the book of life of the lamp of, okay, in the book of life of the lamp, okay, very good, slain from where? From the foundation of the world. I want you to take a minute, just Sally, as Pastor Larry taught us long time ago, just Sally. The lamp that you are to behold is the lamp that was slain before the foundation of the world. Which means, in these present times that you are in right now, there is nothing that you will face or that you will see that the solution has not been provided for. There is nothing that you face. Because if you can really know that, then you will really enjoy that life of peace that we are asking God for. It means whatever you will see today, I don't care if it is the issue of sin, if it is the issue of sickness, if it is the issue of poverty, whatever you are facing today, the lamb that was slain, even before that poverty, that disease, that that sickness came, there is a solution. Solution has already been provided. It is the only solution to any problem any human being would ever encounter on this planet earth. There are questions that have been asked. God, why? God, why? The lamp of God is the only answer to that question. A lot of people are facing demonic activities. They are attacked by the power of darkness. Let me tell you, the lamp of God is the one that shines so light that sends the kingdom of darkness into confusion. That is what 
The Lord is asking us tonight to behold, to look at. Take your eyes away from the things that are happening on this planet Earth today. That is where a lot of people are confused. If you want to fix your eyes on this, fix your eyes on that, fix your confusion. Am I speaking to somebody? Behold the lamp that taketh away the sin of the world, the sin of unbelief. God don't settle that problem already. Fix your eyes. Behold him. Who is this lamp of God? It is the lamp that is able to reverse the irreversible. What is it that you are facing? What is it that you are facing? What is that story that you have heard? What is that thing that you are saying that you are looking and look as if it's too big for you? You have to behold the lamb that is able to reverse that situation. It's the God that specializes in turning impossibilities to become possible. You really have to understand the believe it and receive it. It is one thing to say it. We are very good, but it's Time we have to start appropriating it into every day of our life, our day to day living. The God that is able to reverse the irreversible. Look at yourself and say, What who has given hope of me? Who is saying to me this thing is not possible? Ha, I listened to Donna Trump's son yesterday. I'm sorry. Oh. Hmm. He said, When the day the thing is impossible, that is when the father goes in. speaking to somebody. So what are you looking at now? And that says it is irreversible. You serve a God that is able to reverse the irreversible. So behold him. Take your eyes off of that. How can you be fixing your eyes on a problem when the solution is right in front of you? How can you be fixing your eyes on the question when the answer is right in front of you? so carried away with the powers of darkness when the light that shines that sends darkness into confusion is in front of you behold the lamp that take it away I tell you today by the time this three days fasting is over whatever is not part of God in your life shall break off I said it shall break off I said it shall break off I said it shall break off in the name of Jesus because he's the God that is able to reverse the irreversible I'm going to give you a quick testimony because my life is a life of testimony I stand here to speak about this God because of what I have seen him do and he continues to do he's the same yesterday today and forever I'm going to share this testimony with you. Someone shared it with me just last week. He blessed me so much and I've shared it, I think, in our breakthrough. But I believe it to be a blessing to each and every one of you that is sitting here today. So that when you live here, ha, you have to take that scale out of your eye and fix it on the one that is able to fix the unfixable. I was walking and another pastor came. He came to see my place of work. He's a pastor. We met somewhere where I went to go minister. And he saw me like, you walk here? I said, yes. And we started talking. This testimony blessed me so much. And as we were talking, I was encouraging him because he was facing some situation in his ministry that he had to leave. But I was encouraging him. 
And by the time I finished, I didn't know that one of my residents is in a wheelchair. He was in his room. He was listening to every conversation. And by the time this man left, this man rolled out his wheelchair. And he came to me. And he said, I thank God. That God that is in you, I thank God for him. An old man, 78 years old. Then I'm looking, I'm like, because sometimes we look at these people, I see they don't know what they are doing. They are brain dead. I was surprised because this man never said a word. When you talk to him, when I go in there to give him his medication, when I talk to him, he's just looking, smiling. He doesn't talk that much. But that day he said, I thank God for the God that is in you. That was how he put it. He said, I heard everything that you said to that brother. How you encouraged him. I thank God. Let me tell you, the God that you are talking about, I have experienced him for myself. He talked about how he was, the mother gave birth to him with, and he was diagnosed with multiple palsy. And they told him that he can never live up to 10 years old. That when he gets to 10 years old, he can't live past there. That disease is going to kill him. He said, look at me. I'm 78 years old. He said, when I was 40 years old, he was diagnosed with prostate cancer. Ah, this man is 78 years old. Now you can imagine the treatment of cancer in those days. He said they did everything they could. They could not send him. They sent him home. They discharged him home to go die. Why? Because there was nothing the hospital could do for him anymore. He said, thank God for a prayer mother. He said, your mother is a prayerful woman. And here I am today, 38 years later, I am still here. He said he joined the police force. During a mission, somebody shot him in his pelvis. And this man was trying to show me. I said, eh, 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 eh. Don't say it and we believe you. He said I was shot. And where the bullet lodged, they said if they operate him, the man will die. But if they keep it, there's just a matter of time. He said 20 years later, here I am. I tell you, my brothers and my sisters, you serve a God that is able to reverse the irreversible. When they say there is nothing you, they can do, that is when God step up. Hmm. When man is down to nothing, that is when God is up to something. So that by the time he finish, he does not want to share his glory with nobody. That at the end of it all, you can indeed say with your hand to your chest, the Lord has done this and it is marvelous in my sight. Who is this God that you are to behold? The Bible calls him the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. What does that mean? There are many kingdoms, if you don't know. There is the kingdom of darkness. There is animal kingdom. There is every day, different kind of kingdoms. And in those kingdoms, there is a king. And what those kings do? They make degrees, and degrees are made with words. That is why you have to learn how to open up your mouth to speak. Degrees are made with words. And these kings, they make degrees in different kingdoms. And no matter what these kings will say, it is the king of kings that has the overall say. Amen. Hey, I wish I was speaking to a church tonight. It is the king of kings, which means every other kingdom, they are under his control. If he says it's not over, then it is not over. If God says that he's not through with you yet, then he's not over. It does not matter what the other kingdoms are saying. 
I don't know who is speaking into your life tonight. I don't know who has been speaking into your life. Because God did not say it, it will not stand. I said because God has not said it, it will not stand. I said because God has not said it, it will not stand. I said because God has not said it, it will not stand. If you believe it's that, just say amen like you mean it. Hallelujah. He is the king of kings. When I walked in here, they showed a picture of a lion. Even in the lion kingdom, the God that you are to behold is the king of the lion. How do I know? If you take your Bible that you are putting in your laps now and go to the book of Daniel chapter 6, the Bible tells me of a story of Daniel that was thrown into the lion's den. <laughs> and the purpose they did that was for the lion to devour Daniel. Because Daniel served the king of kings, because Daniel served the lord of lords, there was an instruction that came from the above all king that says, you this lion, you cannot eat Daniel because that is my child. When, lion, when Daniel walked into the lion's den, what was meant to eat him become his pet. Lion sat down by Daniel. Daniel was just petting him. What was meant to destroy him? I don't know who has been thrown into the lion's den. I don't know who has been thrown into the lion's den. I speak into your life tonight. That that God that delivers Daniel from the lion's den is still able to deliver you. Behold him! Stop looking at the den and looking at the lion. But behold the king of kings and the lord of lords. And the Bible makes us to understand. By the next morning, when the king came, he said, oh Daniel, are you still there? Daniel said, yes, I am still here. And they opened the door. Daniel came out. Those people that conspired against him. By the time they threw them into the lion's den, the lion opened up their mouth and devoured them. Hallelujah. What was happening there? It is because the king of kings said, these ones, you can eat them. But when Daniel was in the lion's den, his mouth was shut. Ah, I don't know who has dig a pit for you. I don't know who has dig a pit for you. But that person will occupy their own pit. In the name of Jesus. Hmm. Who are you to behold? The God that can control fire. That's why he said, when you go to the waters, it will not over. When you go to the river, the river will not overflow. When you go to the fire, the fire will not what? Will not uh, burn you. If you don't believe me, take your Bible and go to the book of Daniel chapter 3. When the Bible talks about the three Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, we all know the story. They were bound and they were thrown into the furnace fire. But the God Almighty, the King of Kings that you are to behold, said to the fire, you cannot burn these ones. You can only burn the rope that bind them together, but don't touch them. And the Bible says that as they enter into the furnace fire, the people that were burned before, they were lost. Nobody caught them. It's the fire that burnt that rope. But they, were, they remain untouched. By the time, the, the next morning, the king was thinking by now, the fire would have consumed them. 
But when they came out, they did not even smell smoke. Because you serve the king of kings tonight. And because you serve the Lord of lords tonight. I just want to encourage you. Don't just serve him with your mouth. Serve him with your heart. Let your heart behold him. Let your heart behold his power. Let your heart see him for who he is. And not for what you are going through. Hmm. I wish I'm speaking to some people tonight. Behold him. Behold him. Don't take your eyes off of him. He's able. He's able. He's able. He's able. He's able. He's able. If he did it for them, he can do it for you. The Bible says it's the same yesterday. Sometimes we have to apply that scripture into our life. Has he ever failed? Take your Bible and look at it very well. Has he ever failed? Then why is your heart troubled? Why is your heart overwhelmed? I tell people, whatever is happening in the world, that is the world. You are in the world, but you are not of the world. You are not of the world. Don't bless yourself. Don't take yourself out of your God has blessed you mentally. And think as if you are still in the world. You are in the world, but you are not of the world. A thousand will come at you. The Bible said a thousand will fall at your side. Ten thousand will be dying around you. He said, but it will not come near you. Mentally, don't put you, don't draw that to yourself. Because sometimes we draw the problem of the world mentally. We draw it to ourselves and we start applying it to ourselves. And that is where fear comes in and discouragement. What if, what if, what if, behold the lamp, behold the lamp, behold the lamp. I know I'm speaking to somebody tonight, behold the lamp, the lamp that never failed, he has never failed and it will never start with you, behold the lamp. I don't care what you say today, those things that you see, they are temporary. There are questions. Ha! There are problems. It's true. But behold the one that has the answer. That has the solution. To every problem. In life. I'm going to give you a testimony again. Because I don't stand here to tell you. I thank God for the word of God. I don't tell you. The word of God is true. Because God has confirmed his word. In the life of his people. If the word of God has not been confirmed in your life, check yourself well, well. Because the word is not just for you to read. God wants to perform that word in your life. It's not just for you to just read it and read it and read it and, and you're not seeing anything in you. It's for him to confirm his word in your life. There was a sister that came to my ministry. For, he came for prayers a long time ago. I think if I say this testimony, my brother, my husband, the Lord will command his blessing. Yes. Do you know what it means to command? Yes. We came. On Monday, she went for her test. Then on Wednesday, she came crying. She said the doctor told her, I don't know what you are doing, but whatever you are doing, keep on doing it. Yes. 
the liver that was overactive. You know what? God can speak into your body. Hey! Hey! I cannot believe for you, but I can only give you what the Lord has given to me. It is left for you to receive it for yourself. When a word comes, you either believe and receive it, or you doubt and reject it in your own. My own, my own. Pastor Ban, thank God for the man of God. He will come and declare the fast. It's up to you to fast. He will come and say, oh, this week we are having a corporate prayer. It's up to you to leave your house and he will just say the word. What you do with the word is up to you. But after that, don't blame the church. Don't blame the church. Don't blame anybody. Am I speaking to somebody? I will tell the word the Lord has put in my heart. Keep on doing what you are doing. Come again. You know, they will tell you when the thing is good. They say, come again in two weeks. She went again in two weeks. Now, now it's come again four weeks. Before you know it, it's six months. They, but she has a husband. She was beholding the one who is able to do the impossible. She was beholding the one that is able to replace any spare part in her body. She was beholding the one that is able to perform a creative miracle. Yes. Doctors will be looking for donor. God can recreate. Amen. This is not what I read. This is what I this is the testimony I, I, I saw with my eyes. The husband, on the other hand, I don't know what they were doing with their liver, but your whole husband, on the other hand, had the same issue. Ah, she said, come, let's go for prayer. I encourage you. When you come, just come sit down. When they say pray, open up your mouth and pray. That's the only thing that is required of you. When you pray, you believe. And you will see manifestation. You will see. The husband on the other hand has the same issue. The woman was saying, come, let's go for prayer. No, the mind was in. I'm not saying I have, doc, I have a doctor that, that I go for, for my checkup. I've said it before. But whatever the doctor tells me, I will compare. This one is the one that has the final say. This one. This one. Whatever he tells me, I will come. The one that I don't, you know, because the word of God will never fail. He will never fail. The man came. Finally, the man came. One evening, we gathered together. They came with the whole family. We prayed. We were supposed to meet again on Sunday. The man did not show up. The woman came. I said, where's your husband? He said, ah, he's looking for, he has gone to Boston Hospital. He's looking for the best doctor. There is one other man that had the same problem. The doctor was the one that was able to, he's looking for the doctor. When the doctors of all doctors had an appointment with him, he did not show up. And on one other Sunday, she did not show up. Me, For me, I come to do what God has asked me to do. One morning I was sleeping, 2 a.m., I heard a phone call. And this sister called me and she said, Pastor Mary, start praying now. I said, start praying for what? He said, start praying now. And he said, the husband, they just, he was, they found him unconscious. They took him to the hospital in, in Boston. Start praying. But as you are praying, get ready. Enter your car. Just come to the hospital. I said, mm, God, I'm not God. I'm just a vessel. A vessel. And God can use anybody. He can use you. He can use me. I said, open up your mouth. Start praying for your husband. We are on our way. 
I don't need my brother and my husband to remember. It's nothing inside. Remember, 2 a.m. we went there. By the time I got there, they've hooked all, hooked him up in all kind of, he was in that intensive care unit. His kidney was failing. His liver was failing. Everything was failing. And we were praying. You know, there are some times that you pray and you just look as if it's not going anywhere. I don't know. I don't know if you, yeah. And then you just, you just, you just see if it's not going anywhere. And when that happens, two things. Either God is saying is enough of taking care of it. It's like, or he will tell you, you know, relax. Is the other way around. So I just took my bag. I told the sister, I'm going. He said, no, no, you have to say no. It's, it's all, I, I, this is what I feel in my spirit. And I left. By the time I got home, the next day they told me that this man passed. I'm not saying, but from that two experiences, I saw somebody who beheld or who was beholding, I hope I'm using the right word, and looking as Jesus Christ, as my savior, as the one that is able to fix me, as the one that is able to take care of me. As the one that has the answer to this problem. As the one that is able to bring me out. He was looking at Jesus. But the husband on the other hand was looking for the man. Man can only do this much. But God is able to do exceedingly. Abundantly. Above all you could ever ask or think. According to the power. That is at work in you. Behold him. I don't know where you are right now. We all read the story of the children of Israel. He is the God that can, that can speak to waters to part. He is the God that can speak to water to part. Because when the children of Israel, when they were in front of that Red Sea, I'm not talking about river, I'm talking about Red Sea. There was no way for them to go by. But an instruction came and he said, stretch for the road. And the moment he obeyed the instruction, the king of kings began to speak to the waters. The marine kingdom has to obey. It does not matter if they were holding me that day. It's like, you know what? My children are about to pass. You need to postpone your meetings. The water parted and the children of Israel walked through on the dry ground. Listen to me. Listen to me. I don't know the red sea that is in front of you today. That looks as if, how do I come out of this? How do I come out of this? The same God that parted the red sea for the children, we part your red sea. Continue to behold them. Behold them. Because there is a danger if you don't behold your savior. There is a danger in that. If you doubt it, go ask brother Peter. When they were sailing, when storm came, the storm beat their, their sheep and the sheep almost somersaulted or, or capsided or whatever they call it. But Jesus came. When Jesus came, Peter looked at him because of unbelief. He could not see that it was Jesus that was coming. I pray for somebody here today. Whatever is blinding your eyes from seeing the Savior, 
May the blood of Jesus wipe it out. May the blood of Jesus wipe it out. May the blood of Jesus wipe it out. In the name of Jesus. They could not see. And he said, ah, Jesus, if that is you, then bid me to come. And Jesus said, come. Do you know that Peter walked on water? Peter, a man like you and I, walked on water. A man with one head, two legs like you, and two hands like you, walked on water. Why? At the time Peter was walking on water, he was not seeing the storm, he was not seeing the water. All he could see was Jesus Christ, who said, come. And the impossible become possible. He was walking on water. Guess what happened when he took his eye off of Jesus? He began to sink. That is where most of us are today. We are sinking because our eyes is off of the Savior. We are sinking and we are confused. Anxiety has stepped in. A lot of things have stepped in because we have taken our eyes off of the Savior. In these three days fasting and praying, the word is, behold the lamp. Behold the lamp. Take your eyes off of that situation. Take your eyes off of that circumstances. And fix it on Jesus. The author and the finisher of your faith. I love that word, author. I was sharing with the brother the other day. Author, which means your life is like a book. And the person that wrote that book is Jesus Christ. He started it and he will finish it. It does not matter what happened in between. Fix your eyes on the author and the one that wrote the history of your life. Hallelujah. Fix your eyes on him. If he's, he's able, if he's not able, I won't stand here. He's able. And most of us can testify here tonight that he's able. It's just that sometimes we seem to forget what he has done. What he did before, he can do it again. That is what I'm here to tell you tonight. He can do it again. You might say it's intensifying, it's getting harder, it's getting harder. Who? God is the highest, higher than the highest. That's why they call him the most high. The most high God. Which means he's higher than any mountain. What are you facing today? Ha! He might be taller than you, but he's not taller than your God. He might be bigger than you, but he's not bigger than your God. Behold him! Behold him! Behold him! I was sharing with a sister the other day. I said, I stand in front of you. Some people will say, if I tell you my life story, you will understand why I shout. Because some people don't know why I shout. Say, ah. If I tell you my life story, you will understand. If not because of this God, I won't be standing here today ministering to you. If God can do that for me, he can do it for you. Stand up on your feet. I just pray and hope. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. I just want you to fix your eyes. I said, behold the lamp. Don't look at the person that is around you. 
Don't look at the person that is in front of you. Don't look at the person that is behind or by your side. I just want you to fix your eyes on your father, your God, your maker. The one that wrote that is writing. He's not done. He's not done. Hallelujah. And as you fix your eyes on him, today's Wednesday, many churches are meeting. And I believe that God will touch his people. I want you to lift up your hands as we sing the song. Sing it from the bottom of your heart. We're going to pray five, maybe three prayer points because of time. And we'll go home. I want you to sing to your father. Ask him not to pass you by tonight. Ask him not to pass you by tonight. Pass me not, O gentle Savior. Hear my humble cry. Why hold thou what I call holy do not pass me by Savior 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 yeah. my humble cry Jesus, I just save his name. Jesus, Jesus, hear my humble cry. There is somebody you are here tonight. Thank you, Father. I don't know who you are before we go into prayer, but I don't know who you are. Every time you are extremely, extremely, extremely weak, it looks as if you have no strength in you. Sometimes you sit, you want to get up, you feel dizzy. You are here tonight. I want you to just stretch forth your hands. 
Everybody stretch forth your hands. Receive the strength of God tonight. I say receive the strength of God tonight. I say receive the strength of God tonight. I say receive the strength of God tonight. That this spirit is departed from your body. That weakness is departed from your body. The joy of the Lord is your strength. 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 Receive it now in the name of Jesus. I don't know who you are, but you are here. You are hearing the sound of my voice. Sometimes you say to yourself, what is this? Why do I feel this way? The Lord has visited you tonight. I said the Lord has visited you tonight. I said the Lord has visited you tonight. After tonight, if you believe what God has done, you will testify. I said if you believe what God has done after tonight, you will testify. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. The first prayer point we are going to pray. I want you to lift up your hands. Lift up your hand. I told you before, don't look at the person that is standing by you. Don't look at, you know, sometimes in the place of prayer, we are too distracted. I want you to fix your eyes on Jesus Christ, the author and the finisher of your faith. You have come to him to repair you tonight. You have come to meet him tonight to reinforce you tonight. I don't care whatever you may be, there's something God can still do in your life. It's not done with you yet. I want you to lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. Jesus said, the prince of this world came to me. But he found nothing. Absolutely nothing. You are going to pray from the bottom of your heart. That's why we call it prayer and fasting. Open up your mouth and begin to pray. God, whatever it is that the devil is finding in you, or the, whatever the devil finds in you, that is using against you, say by the blood of Jesus, let it be washed away. Open up your mouth and pray that prayer. Whatever the because he came to Jesus Christ, there was no stronghold. He could not go in. He could not do nothing to him because he found nothing in him. Most of the time, we are saying, what is going on? Open up your mouth and pray. Whereas from tonight, Father, I come into your house. This is my Mount Zion. Upon my Zion, there shall be deliverance and there shall be holiness. And the house of Jacob must possess their possessions. I am tired of living life as usual. Open up your mouth. Whatever the devil finds in me, that is using against me by the blood of Jesus, let it be washed away tonight. 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 By the blood of Jesus Christ. Let it be washed away tonight. Let it be washed away tonight. In my mind, let it be washed away. Let it be washed away. In my body, let it be washed away. Oh, let it be washed away. In the name of Jesus. Let it be washed away. By the blood of the lamp. By the blood of the lamp. By the blood of the lamp. As a child of God, we should be able to stand and say, The devil, the prince of this world, came to me and he found nothing in me. He found nothing in me. 
find nothing in me. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. For in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. For in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Hallelujah. I want you to give me Psalm 121 verse 1 and 2. Psalm 121 verse 1 and 2. Please, I want to tell you something. Look at me. Please, look at me. I don't know what you came with here tonight. But as you leave, you are living free. You are living free. This is your Mount Zion. This is not just a gathering place. We are not discussing about the latest shoes and bags. This is not an organization. I said, whatever you came here with tonight, you are living free in the name of Jesus. He said, my help. First one and two. We are going to lift up every family in this church that need help, the help of God in any areas of their life. Maybe in their family, maybe in their marriage, maybe in their finances. We are going to lift them up tonight and pray for them in their education. We are going to lift them up that the help of God will visit them. Amen. That divine help, the one that comes from our Father. That is our situation right now. If God don't help you, there is going to be he said, I lift up my eyes to the hills. From whence cometh my help? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He did not say my help come from heaven. He was specific. He said my help come from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. I want you to lift up your, but please join me, join me, join me, join me, I beg you. Join me. I want us to lift up every family. Say, Father, every family that is represented here in this church that is in need of help. Holy Ghost, visit them with divine help at this hour. In the name of Jesus Christ, visit them, oh God Almighty. Visit them with your divine help. In the name of Jesus, the help that comes from you and you alone. In the name of Jesus Christ, let the dew of help fall upon them. 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 In the name of Jesus, as we look up to you, as we behold you, Lord, as we fix our mind and our attention in you, Lord, we ask for divine help. 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 In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father in heaven, we thank you. Because we know that you are the God that answered by fire. We know that you are the God that says, Call upon me and I will answer you. And I will show you greater and mighty things that you know nothing about. Father Lord Almighty, tonight as we have gathered here, we lift up every family of work fire. Jesus, this is 